We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. Hi, I'm Yui Xu. And I'm Julie Kraftchik. We're active daters turned dating sociologists. Here to dive into everything modern dating and relationships. Welcome to the Dateable Podcast. We are back for another week of Brunch Talk, where we dive into your burning dating questions. There is always something on your mind, and we are here to help you navigate through it all. Yes. And thank you to everyone that's been leaving us reviews. We've gotten a bunch lately, five stars that they love Brunch Talk. So thank you. I love that one of them was labeled Brunchables. So (laughs) please keep them coming. Like we said, give us the love. Tell us that you like Brunch Talk so we keep this going. We had a few people write in and say, like, please do not get rid of Brunch Talk. We're not getting rid of Brunch Talk. No. (laughs) If anything, you're going to get more. It's going to be a brunch talk every day. Let's still leave us the review. (laughs) Thank you to Tony, one of our community members and also one of our moderators. He said, self-care is listening to brunch talk while (laughs) getting a pedicure. I oh, hell yeah, a thousand percent agree. We should all be doing that. I can't that. think of a better self-care than that. But. <laughs> We're going to get into another one of your questions that you sent in. Again, thank you for sending these in. Here's the question. Is it bad that all the dates I go on are just fine? And for more context, the listener wrote it and said, I've been going on a lot of dates lately, and it's starting to feel a bit draining mm. because everyone I meet is okay but I could go either way if I see them again. Is this normal that dates feel fine and just okay? Or should I be experiencing more fireworks? Mm, Let me guess. You go on dates and you think, I could talk to a wall. I could make (laughs) friends with a tree. All these dates are blending in together. They all seem the same. The funny part about this question is that we think dating is like a Broadway production. Like we're going to the show and it's going to be spectacular. And we leave thinking, yeah, it was just fine. It was okay. <laughs> it was okay. Fine. Okay. Fine. But super relatable because I can assure you we've all 
been there thinking, is this what dating is? Am I ever going to meet someone that gives me butterflies or Mm -hmm. makes me excited about dating? And this is what we'll tell you. The dating part of this whole experiment, we call this experiment because dating is a one big fucking social experiment, (laughs) is how do you make it enjoyable and fun for you? The onus is on you. Mm -hmm. The people you're dating are not hired actors. paid to entertain you on dates. It is not their job. They're also waiting for you to entertain them. So now the question flipped back to you is, how do you make your dates less fine and more exciting? I still feel like find is the kiss of death. And yet that is the date that most people are going on. We don't agree with the fireworks, spark, all that bullshit. Like that isn't necessarily a sign of a great long-term partner. That being said, being in this kind of like take it or leave it mentality is not a good foundation to build on. Nope. We can accept the first date might be fine. We really feel that if it's okay, let's say you hate being there, then by no means do not go on a second date. But if you're attracted enough, it was good enough, give this person a chance. When we think about our friends, was it fireworks from day one? Do we instantly know that we were going to be BFF? No. We gradually got to know each other. And from there, a relationship developed. So I think that first of all is okay if it's not that spark from day one. That being said, it should not be, okay, let me go on another date and it's fine again and fine again. And I'm just going to keep pushing myself, but I think I could take it or leave it. How do you challenge yourself to get to know this person on a deeper level every date. Therefore, it can turn into a fuck yes or fuck no. We want to get you away from fine. I'd rather people be on absolutely horrific dates and amazing dates than just fine because that just leaves you confused. Then your friends are asking you, how was that date last night? And all you can say is fine. How disappointing. The way we look at dates, again, it's back to this like, uh, needs to be fireworks and needs to be so entertaining and exciting. And it doesn't need to be this way. It's all about this mindset shift of you creating a connection. Mm -hmm. I recently got to meet a new friend. And before going out to meet up with her, I was so excited because I wanted to know what makes her tick. I wanted to know why she chose the neighborhood she moved to. I was so excited to meet her because I didn't know anything about her. I can't remember the last time I went on a date thinking that because the last time I went on a date eons ago, I was thinking, how is this person going to be interesting or entertaining? Or are they going to be someone that I want to date or be in a relationship with? That is so much pressure on someone you have not even met. Can we just get into a more of an excited state before going on a date thinking, I can't wait to get to know this person? One of the best things about back in the day is that you organically got to know someone over time. Mm -hmm. Yet on dating apps, especially dating apps, but I'd say dating culture overall, because they're so fueled by this quantity mentality, we expect that we know after an hour if this person's going to be our soulmate or not. Like that's the expectation. (laughs) So you're going in and you're like, I need to like make sure this person's going to be the one I marry. But how do we just reframe of I'm just here to meet someone new? And like I said earlier, I think it's okay if the date one is good, not great. But 
How can you take a tidbit of what you learned on date one and make that the intention of, I want to learn more about this person for the next one. So we move out of that fine territory. Right. The fine territory is really because you're bringing the fine side yeah. of you. Data view energy. Julie, can I use my pizza analogy? I feel like yes, you like that. Yes, okay. use the <laughs> pizza analogy. <laughs> So speaking of brunch and eating, think about this. <laughs> what if you gathered all the ingredients for making a pie and you start making it and you put it in the oven? When you open your oven, what are you going to get? A pie, because that's what you put into the ingredients. You would not expect to get pizza, even though that's what you want. This is what dating is like. We expect to have different results, yeah. but with putting the same amount of energy and effort into the date. How can you expect that your result is better than fine if you're just putting in your fine energy into it. So this goes back to this idea of setting an intention before going on a date, saying, I'm not going to bring my fine self. I'm going to bring my best self to this date because I'm genuinely excited to meet a new person. Yeah, your curious self, like your interested self. I still think it's interesting that we feel like we need to bring our date self. And that usually equates to the dater view. I want to go into how we start to bring our best selves and get out of this data view mentality. But before we do, let's take a minute for a quick break. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken in your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the high love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep. Sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head to viahemp.com and use the code DATEABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use the code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. But she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? <laughs> and maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, knew I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So, okay, we've established that we don't want to go on fine dates. I think fine usually equates to this mentality of going through the motions, feeling like you need to just show up on the date, ask the standard questions. It's a date, right? This is what I do. But how do we start to shift out of that mode? Mm-hmm. How do we shift out of that mode? First is let's stop looking at dates as a production, as an event. I don't love that after a date, we ask, how was the date? Yeah. <laughs> the date actually has nothing to do with what your compatibility is like with this person. How about we ask, how was your connection with this person that you just spent some time with? That's a different way of looking at dates. The date itself also, because people can't separate the date activity and the person sometimes. So we hear like, oh, yes. oh it was such an amazing date. We spent three hours at this bar and then we spent two hours at this other like rock climbing and then we went to see a movie it's like yeah that sounds like a great activity but how yeah. was the person you did were you on learn that anything about them no. do you remember their name <laughs> let's get there so let's separate the two the date as an event as a production is different than mm -hmm. the person you are going on a date with I think that's step number one. Yeah. And I think the other part, you bring up such a good point. Why do we put such an emphasis on dates? Yeah. What do you think about it? If you were to well, meet a new colleague or a new friend, your friends would be like, how'd it go? Tell me all the details. Right. <laughs> you know, it just wouldn't be a right. thing. You would just be like, oh, yeah, I met a new person. I feel like the pressure of this date is taking us out of the element of just connecting with another human being. Yep. And it's kind of ironic when you think about it, because when you're in a relationship, the bulk of what you're doing is not dates. Right. Like it is to some degree. Right. But we're evaluating people through a date lens. Yeah. When that actually isn't the relationship lens at all. So it kind of doesn't make much sense when you think about it. So how do you get out of this date lens and just get into this place of I'm connecting with another person? And I get it. I hear people saying like, well, you can have 100 friends and you're only looking for one partner. But it doesn't need to happen on date number one. Mm -hmm. This is just the starting point to get to know someone new. You're going to quickly realize if this is someone that you enjoy being around, if you have commonality with them of where you want to go in the future or your values, then it can become that person. But because we put so much pressure on that from day one, we go into this mode of investigator, right. which is anything but fun. <laughs> and that's right. when everything feels fine. Because yeah, can you imagine being on the other side of the table of that? too. Like, of course, that's not going to be like a fun date. It's going to be a fine date. Right. 
And I'm so glad you brought up how this doesn't map to how you would be in a relationship anyway. Most recently, I met up with my friend Tiffany and her husband, and we hadn't seen them in a while. And her husband asked us, what do you two like to do for fun? Like, what are you doing on the weekends? (laughs) And part of me wanted to be like, oh, we do all these extensive like museum tours. And then we go like, you know, we go (laughs) putt-putting. But then I had to bring it back to what do we actually spend our time doing? A lot of nothing. A lot of just being. And that is the most of our relationship. That is what we have in common is that we enjoy just being around each other. So our dates should kind of map to what it would be like in a relationship. They do not have to be these high production events because in dating, that would be really fucking tiring. Yeah. If you're producing everything you were doing. I mean, some of the best times I've had with my partner, past partners, past dates, friends, I can't even remember where we physically were. Yeah. It was a conversation we had. It was that I was laughing so hard and enjoying myself in the moment. Those are the memories. Yes. And how do you break down the barriers and not have so much like rigidness around this date so you can get to that point? Yes. Like I remember, you know, one date I went on with an ex of mine. I've talked about this before, but we talked about like pranks that we pulled on people for like the good first hour. And you might be thinking, well, how did you even get to know this person? Like, how did you evaluate if they'd be a good partner? I didn't know on date one, and that's okay. But I realized that I enjoyed being around this person, and that's what made date two happen, and date three, and so on. Yeah, you're going to be spending a lot of time with someone (laughs) you're in a relationship with. So you better start enjoying the time that you're spending with them now. So let's reverse engineer this. When you leave a date and your friends ask you, how was the date? What's your normal response? Are you normally saying, it was fine, we did this, and then you go into your activities of what you did, right? Mm -hmm. Which bar we went to and which neighborhood we checked out. Okay. Or surface level qualities about them. I feel like it's either what you did or like the list of like, oh, they work in this company, they grew up here, like all the very superficial stuff. Yes. So reverse engineering this, before you go on a date, think about how you want to tell your friends about the date. What do you want to tell them about? So think about, oh, it was a fantastic date because I learned that he likes this. He is passionate about that. And we have this in common. I never knew that we would have this in common. Some fun things that you learn about a new person. You don't talk about where you went, what you did. And if you do, you save that for last because that is not the most important part of a date. No. And then you end your review of the date with saying, I would love to see this person again. And you know, that's how you're going to describe the date. Okay. Another crazy thought. Don't even tell your friends about it until it's something. Because then we like, right, or that. like remove the pressure of even feeling like this is something we need to evaluate. I don't know about you, UA, but I definitely got to a point that I'm like, I don't want to be in this mode that I'm evaluating every single date and having to report back. Right. So I right. just stopped doing that. And if someone was interesting or I felt the connection, then I would bring it up to them. But it's not like misleading in any way. All it's doing is saying like the expectation of a first date is that I'm just meeting someone and I don't need to update my friends on that. Right. It's not that interesting. Right. Yep. Yep. So then you can set the guardrails with your friends saying, I will update you on someone when When I feel it is time. Exactly. Yeah, we just need to get out of this evaluation mode. This is what sets us up for the fine dates. 100%. Mm -hmm. Like I would so much rather 
learn less about someone because it will come out over time. Or let's be honest, if you met on a dating app, you've already had these pre-conversations. You've already seen their profile. There's no need to go in. Of course, it's going to be a fine date if you're just running through the same stats that you already know. Like You should learn stuff that you can't learn from social media and dating apps. Yes. That's what I'll say. Yeah. What makes someone tick? What drives them to do things? What motivates them are very interesting indicators of what a person is like, not their social media profile or what you see on a resume, which like you said, we can get that anywhere else. And for anybody listening right now, you're going to promise us one thing. No more fine dates from now on. You're either going to have a great date because you had a great connection with someone where you learned a lot about someone, even though there may not have been a connection, or it was horrendous. Like, (laughs) can't stand this person, don't want to spend time with them. Great. Now, at least you know, no more of this middle of the road, fine. It was okay. It was maybe I'll see them again. If I don't, it's fine. No, no, no more of that. Honestly, I think the only measurement should be, did I feel like myself around this person or did they bring Mm. out a good side of me? Because if that's the case, even if it wasn't fireworks, that means that that's permission to get to know them further. Mm. And if they didn't, then you know, and it's no more like the date was fine. It was just, did I feel good around this person? That's all you need to know at the beginning stages. Of course, if you like wildly off, you know, plans for the future or just values in general, you can take that into account. But let's say all that lines up at least enough for a first date, as much as you're going to know. How do you just judge it on how do you feel around this person? And how do they make you feel like your authentic self or not? Good segue into another brunch talk. We'll save that for another one is how (laughs) do we evaluate a date? How do we know if a date is something worth us pursuing even more. So we'll save that for a future brunch talk. In the meantime, keep sending us your questions. You can email us hello at datablepodcast.com or you can DM us like many of you have on our Instagram at datablepodcast or better yet, leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcasts, five stars, and you can write your brunch talk question as part of your review and we'll read it out loud. And those are the priority ones. We already said that we're going to play that game. So... We're not below it. We're going to do it. Simple five stars and a simple question that's been on your mind and we'll answer it like that. Boom, like magic. You get bumped up to the front of the queue. <laughs> well, hopefully this was helpful. Thank you for the listener that wrote into us. I think a lot of people could relate to this topic. So hopefully you found some tidbit that you could take away and you can go into dates with a different mindset. And we'll see you next week for Brunch Talk. Bye. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Media Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram at Dateable Podcast and visit datablepodcast.com for access to all the episodes and our premium programs. Also, make sure to subscribe today if you haven't already on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so you are the first to get all the latest episodes. And most importantly, stay dateable. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. 
Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill.